Welcome to another episode from Wild Plunges Podcast with me, Kim Gristie. This is podcast nine in the series, We Remember the Relay 2021. This event is becoming so diverse and exciting. And today's guest is Pauline Barker, who is the coordinator Southwest. I'm really looking forward to catching up and finding more about the Polar Bear Challenge that she runs as well. Hi, Kim. Yeah, I'm absolutely fine. Welcome, Pauline. How are you doing? Good to be talking Brilliant. to you today. Oh, great. Thanks for spending the time with us. Can we start with talking about your swimming career? Because you've had an epic journey <laughs> and I know the listeners are going to be interested to hear how it started and what diverted you to ice swimming eventually. Yeah, I've done some fairly big swims in my time. These days I'm not such a long distance swimmer, but I've done quite a few long distance swims. Uh, when I first started out swimming, about, it's about 10 years ago I started back to swimming. And I got myself a place on a channel relay, which was run by the, the lovely folks at the Aspire charity so that was probably my first foray into thinking about doing swimming in any way a little bit more seriously um so since have you always been a swimmer sort of as a kid I was a swimmer up to my teenager years early 20s I was a swimmer and then in my 30s I became a runner I became a marathon runner Um, I ran 17 marathons in the space of nine years and that that takes a bit of a toll on you so after that I turned my attention to something a little bit more well more or less extreme so I thought I'll go back to swimming because I used to enjoy that and then I kind of took the swimming as far as I could possibly go with it so I've done long distance swims my longest swim was I did a two-way Windermere swim that's 21 miles and that took me 16 hours Um, because I'm not a particularly fast swimmer we swam it overnight because that was when we had the calmest period of weather so I started that swim at six o'clock in the evening 10 o'clock the following morning what kind of temperatures was that that was um, summer temperatures so we were looking at about probably 16 degrees and finished it um, but because we swam overnight the nighttime temperature got really really cold it yeah, went yeah. down to about and I can remember I was swimming along at one point and we stopped for a feed and my long-suffering crew five degrees threw my feed out to me and it got so cold the feed was stone cold absolutely stone cold so rather than a nice warm couple of sips I had this stone cold drink thrown to me which got thrown back fairly quickly with a few choice words and, and the next drink <laughs> that came out was a little bit warmer but that was my longest swim that was 21 miles I've done four channel so channel relays so I've done four English channel relays tried it once as a solo that that didn't end quite so well because the the weather and the spring tide had a different plan to what my plan was so I got about a half or or two-thirds of the way across and then that was abandoned and I've done a very nice civilized long distance swim to France from Switzerland across Lake Geneva That was 13k and that was lovely that was in the summer it was warm it was flat it was beautifully scenic it's a really really lovely swim so what got you into ice swimming well when i got signed up for the first i was swimming in a wetsuit in the day 10 years ago that was swimming in the sea you had to wear a wetsuit since then obviously the mindset has changed but back then that was it you started swimming you're a wetsuit so but to swim the channel you're not allowed to wear any neoprene so I had to take my wetsuit off and that was in October and I was walking into the sea with my friend Maggie and we were chatting away it was the first time I'd been in without a wetsuit and all of a sudden I went very very quiet and very very white and that was at 11 degrees 
So back when I started, I was just like everybody else. I really felt the cold. Uh, but from then, just from sheer persistence and stubbornness and determination, I discovered that I was actually quite good at withstanding the cold and I could stay in the water for a, a pretty long period of time. So I, I looked around for another challenge that might incorporate those skills rather than being super speedy. And I found the ice mile, which is all about just to swim a mile at under five degrees, no particular time limit on it, just get through the mile. I thought, oh, I'll have a go at that. Manage that. I can't say it was easy the first time, because obviously you don't really know what to expect when you're putting your body through that amount of stress and endurance. But I managed it. And then it was a bit like when I was training for my marathons. I'd run one marathon, I got that level of fitness. So I thought, well, I might as well just carry on. So I did one ice mile, got myself to that level of acclimatization. I thought, well, I might as well just carry on. So I did another one, another one. And now I've done 10 ice miles. And one of them I did in butterfly. Just because wow. I could. <laughs> Where did you do some of your ice miles? The challenge has been two or three of us to swim a mile butterfly in the summer. So I did that and then the winter came. So I did it as an ice mile. Accomplishment. Where did you do some of your ice miles? I've done them all over the place. We have a very small um, lake here in Cornwall. I've done several of them there. I've done a couple of them in the Netherlands at the Netherlands Ice Mile event. Um, I've done one in Yorkshire. Um, I've done a couple over in Ireland. So really, wherever the water's cold enough, back in the times when we could travel, um, I, I just love to travel around, meet different people, go to different places and, and do crazy things. The open water swimmers, they are so welcoming, whether it be in the UK or abroad. Absolutely. There is that especially the Beautiful winter community. swimming community it's an absolutely fabulous community uh, last last season i did some epic trips with the winter swimming i went to china and i also went to siberia and i went to siberia from moscow the moscow swimmers looked after me really well they picked me up from my hotel and took me swimming and they picked me up in a mini cooper with a Union Jack on the top. And we were dashing through the Moscow rush hour in this Mini Cooper with a Union Jack on the top. Um, and then from Moscow, I went on the train, the Trans-Siberian train to Tumen, which is the capital of Siberia, jumped off the train, and there was a, a bunch of lovely swimmers waiting for me, which was just amazing to travel that far to a remote corner of the world and, and find like-minded people. Committee. It was That's absolutely lovely. amazing, fabulous. Countries, they have a different sort of warm-up, don't they? Routine. Did you say anything different? Some of uh, it depends where you go. In in the Scandinavian countries, they do love their saunas and their hot tubs. Um, and quite often we can have a, a race, 25 meters, 50 meters, 100 meters, and you spend 10 times as long in the sauna or the hot tub as you've done doing the actual swimming because it's all about the socialising and the camaraderie. Um, but people like to warm up in different ways. I've seen people doing little jogs up and down the road to get themselves warm after a swim. Other people tend to like to just stand around and have a chat. Myself, I just like to 
get dry, get dressed, get warm. If we're at an event, there's lots of people around that. I'm one of those people that's in the sauna, in the hot tub, having a chat for ages afterwards. Beverage after a swim. <laughs> it depends how cold I've got. If I'm freezing cold after an ice melt, I don't care. Just anything as long as it's warm. Um, but usually, I don't know, it depends how I feel on the day. Hot Ribena is usually uh, the staple when you go to an event, but good cup of tea, really, that'll do. Cake or a biscuit person after a swim? Bacon sandwich all the way. <laughs> oh, bacon sandwich. <laughs> Sounds good. Tell me about the polar bear challenge. Where did Where did the idea come from? And I know that it's grown and it's seen as one of the big events per year. So can you give me sort of the history to it and, and how it's developed? Well, that just started about four or five years ago now as something I invented for my friends as a way to kind of get us motivated and get us through the winter. Um, I, I run a big wild swimming group. I run Devon and Cornwall Wild Swimming, which is loads of swimmers. Um, and in the summer, I do not serious training things, but I encourage people to get in the water and swim for a bit further or a bit longer. And I give out badges and stuff if they swim for an hour or two hours or whatever. And people do like a badge. So I thought, right, what can we do to get a badge in the winter? So I invented the polar bear challenge, which the first year was quite simple. It was just swim 200 meters twice a month in just a swimsuit. So under the ice swimming rules, which is the channel swimming rules, which is the winter swimming rules. So no neoprene. Polar bear is. And if you did that, you got a badge. 250 people signed up the first year, which caught me a little bit by surprise. But it was really good fun. Everyone really enjoyed it. So I did it again the following year. A couple more levels of difficulty. So instead of just the standard polar bear, we had classic silver and gold. It gives you a little bit more distance to swim through the winter. And now I think we're in our mm -hmm. fourth year. We've got five different polar bear levels which goes up to the jedi polar bear um i've also got penguins the, the penguin is really really popular for, for a penguin swim you can wear whatever you like doesn't matter anything at all um we've got people who are doing penguin swims in all sorts of attire i know someone's doing it dressed as a, a merman and polar bear level people as long as they don't wear anything more than a swimsuit they can wear less if they want to. And some people are wearing less than a swimsuit, but that's all good fun. Um, so, yeah, this year Ditch we had 1,800 people enter the Polar Bear Challenge, and that was in, in one day. Entries were only open for one day, and in that one day, 1,800 people entered. And most of them, it's now February, most of them are still there. We've lost a few along the way, um, as you will do with such a lot of people. Um, but the vast majority, about 1,550, are still there and are still Because we've got the lockdown restrictions at the moment, there's some flexibility with the rules this year. Um, so we also have chilly challenges, which means if you can't physically get out and to a swim, you can choose a chilly challenge, invent a chilly challenge of your own making and that will count so we have people getting sprayed down with hose pipes 
We have people dunking in water troughs, in barrels, in all sorts of crazy things just to keep cold and wet and acclimatised so that when we are released back into the wild, everyone's ready to go. And, that, and that's the point, isn't it? It's about this acclimatisation and the importance of doing it in a regular, standardised kind of way, individually, obviously. Um, you acclimatise well. You've got to take care of your body. Absolutely, you? yeah. With the polar bear challenge, entries open and close at the beginning of September. So all through September and October, up until the first of November, every week I send all the entrants hints and tips and a training plan. They've got my email. They can message me. They can talk to me. And for those weeks from entrance to starting. I basically give them as much knowledge as I possibly can to get them through the winter safely. Because some people have never swum through the winter before, so it's a, it's a really big deal to them. Others are more acclimatised and they know what they're doing. But there's also a whole community of polar bears. And as the winter goes on and people get more confident about speaking about their experiences, there's a whole wealth of information and knowledge that's just being shared and experienced. And it's just fantastic for the polar bear have you got new things coming on for this year 2021 there will be new things coming on board for next season um, which i'm kind of plotting and planning at the moment uh, need to what the limitations are that i can cope with because it's not just a, a virtual challenge that you go off and do on your own there is a lot of interaction between not just all the people doing the challenge but between me talking to them as well so that if somebody does come up with a hitch or a problem then I can usually find a way to get them through it because I've, I've done so much ice swimming myself I kind of recognize the problems that people are coming up against but it's all just simply designed to get people through the winter and it's all just for fun there's no competitiveness there's no I've swum further than you or I've swum colder than you it's, it's just everybody's doing the same thing to the best of their ability. Strongly when you talk to other swimmers, how much they, they love the Polar Bear Challenge. So what I would say is then watch this space. There's some exciting things coming on for the next season. There will season. be some new developments next season. 2021. Yeah. Why is it so special to you? And what have we got for obviously Cornwall area your patch is quite large as well isn't it I, I should say that so first of all, we start yes. with how big the patch is um I'm a, a joint coordinator with Sharky Shan who's down in Cornwall and I'm up here in Plymouth so between the two of us we've taken on the task of Devon and Cornwall um, and we've also got Dorset and Somerset to look after and we're planning for the baton to take a trip down to the Isles of Scilly as well so our region is quite quite large, but there's been so much enthusiasm, so many people wanting to participate that I think it's really going to be a, a great event. Um, and I just really hope that we get our lockdown restrictions lifted and that we can go out and actually do this in person, in groups of six even would be fantastic. But it's going to be amazing. Plans that you can share with us the initial plans at the moment it's all a matter of joining the dots and see who we've got and where they are and what skills they've got 
and really just taking it from there. So it's it's early days yet. There's lots of ideas in the melting pot, but we need to work out what's going to be feasible and, and work out the, the best way to do it, to incorporate as many people as possible and raise awareness and, and raise some funds and, and make it fun. Listeners, they just need to go on We Remember Them 2021 Facebook page and have a look at the map. And obviously, all of the coordinators are putting the pins on the map so you can see how it's growing in Wales to Scotland to Northern Ireland to Cornwall to the Midlands area. Right. Um, because on a daily basis, these pins are being put That's on. That's right. The map is so really tight. Keep watching out for the pins. Now. So many people are, are wanting to be part of this. Us swimmers, we've got lots of different horse riding, gliding, um, all sorts of. Uh, events are happening across so please get involved and have a look and if you want further uh, get in touch with us and then we will get in contact with absolutely, you absolutely yeah about some of your ice championships that you've attended uh, well so last year we went to well last year was the year of the international winter swimming world championship event in lake bled in slovenia so I went over there for a week with a few people and that was an amazing event. Absolutely fantastic place to be. All the swimmers were there for a week. We had swimming, we had socialising. Um, the final event of the championships was the group performance where the task was, this was a, a fun ending to the championships where you could have up to 20 people doing some kind of performance, both on dry land and in the water and the best performance would win and there was about six teams took part from different countries so my team was called cool britannia but it was actually made up of people not just from the uk but also from ireland and from germany so it was a pretty international team um, and we did a musical review starting with queen going through the spice girls then the Beatles, and ending up with YMCA, which really got the crowd behind us. And we won that. So we were officially world champions at having fun. That's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> what other events have you, you done that uh, you can share um, with us? I've also been out to China as a part of the Jinan International Winter Swimming Festival. That was last year, and that was 10 amazing days going around China, swimming at different events. Uh, with, I think the whole of the winter swimming community is now holding its breath and really, really hoping that next season we can spring back in and back where we started. So we've got events in Latvia, in Estonia, in Germany, in Netherlands, all over the place. There's winter and ice swimming events everywhere. And they're a lot easier than you would think to actually enter and to get to and to the, the, the logistics can be planned it, it's not too complicated so if folks want to do these things then it can be done water over the covid period has blossomed hasn't it it's, it, it's become more accessible to people and open water people are more and, willing to and look at it swimming um, whatever name you want to call it, the, the getting out in the open and swimming in the sea, rivers, lakes, has gone absolutely bonkers. It is now so popular. 
it really is. I, I'm adding maybe 200 people a week to my swim groups. And even in winter, people are starting their swimming career in just a swimming costume. Um, but the, the good thing is that although we can't swim as a group or a community, we can still talk on Facebook and through Messenger and emails about keeping people safe when they are starting out swimming. Because although at its very basic level, it's just get out there and swim in the sea, there's a lot more that people need to be aware of. Um, the, the chat that goes on behind the scenes before they go for their swim is what prepares them and, and keeps them safe, really. So they're told what to look out for in terms of tides, the best places to swim, what gear they need to take. Groups, open water swimming groups are really great oh, for this, aren't they? And yeah. I know that you've got fantastic groups in Cornwall and Plymouth area. Can you tell us about their... And I, in different areas, we've got some fantastic names as well. So can you share some of the groups that you've got? <laughs> well, the overall group is Devon and Cornwall Wild Swimming, and that splits into Devon Wild Swimming and Cornwall Wild Swimming. So that's where people would usually arrive. And then we find out where they are. And then we've got lots of local groups. In Plymouth, we have the Ocean City Swimmers. Uh, we've got Mount Batten swimmers also just over the way in Plimstock. We've got Porthpian open water swimmers. We've got Gilly swimmers, Cape Cornwall swimmers, Bude open water swimmers, Cornwall open water leisure swimmers, Torbay merbabes, Heel merbabes, Westwood Ho swim buddies. There's an absolute plethora of swim groups in, in Devon and Cornwall. Well, they? Yeah. they are yeah. the one groups. thing in common with all, all the wild swimming groups that i'm involved with is that they're all very welcoming very inclusive we your swimming ability is not an issue just get in the water we don't mind if you're a bobber and a chatter or a speeder or a sprinter or a, a channel swim person we really don't mind so they're all very welcoming very inclusive of age of gender of everything and completely free to swim we don't ask for any money or any donations or anything all we ask for you is get in there and enjoy the water and come back it's been fascinating talking to you today thank you for your time today it, it's been great and i look forward to coming back and podcasting with you later in the year when we know more about the plans for the relay and the exciting find that the relay baton is going <laughs> to land in so definitely i look forward so to it listeners keep absolutely dipping. keep swimming thanks pauline